Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. This show is brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, where they speak for cats, which is what this program is all about. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food called Clean Protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I personally can recommend because it is based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Please show your appreciation that Dr. Elsie's underwrites this show by choosing their products whenever you can. I am about to meet somebody you have probably heard of, and I didn't know about J.J. Yash and the backpacking kitty. My friends at Purina told me that he is like the coolest cat guy. So I looked him up, and this cat, this amazing cat, Simon, goes everywhere, sometimes on his back and sometimes swimming by his side. J.J., welcome to the show, and I wish I'd learned about you earlier. I would have been following you for years. You you have quite the following on social media, don't you? It's kind of your business now. It is so good to, to be here and to chat with you. Uh, you know, it's, the evolution over the years has kind of happened, and I never would have thought, you know, Simon, um, my amazing cat, he kind of came into my life. It was a a really great surprise and I would have no idea we would have been where we are now seven years later. Well, I think when you first started adventuring with him, which is a real thing, I mean, adventure cats are a thing. I had a gal on the show years ago who wrote a whole book on adventures you can have with your cat, presuming your cat wants to. And there's obviously the lady that makes the travel cat stuff, the very cool, you know, backpacks for cats. But you did it. I guess because this cat who's a Bombay just wanted to be out with you and you're an outdoor guy. So you did it because you wanted to be doing this stuff with the cat. And then the world caught on and this idea of social media influencers with pets kind of came afterwards. And then you were already in the place, weren't you? You were already in position for that. It it all kind of just seemed to happen all together at once. Um, I, we were in the, right time in the right place um yeah adventure cats were just i mean they've always been around you know but like actually taking your cat out to to be like one of the dogs because in colorado everyone has a dog and they're always and they're always taking their dogs on trails with them climbing the you know the colorado 14ers and and so you know i've always been one of those types of people that stands out like like to do my own thing so um it wasn't it wasn't a plan to get a cat and then take him on adventures (laughs) it was just kind of it 
it happened in the sense that this was my lifestyle was going on these outdoor adventures all the time. And the Simon, my cat kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, the, the short story is that at the time, the place I was living at, my landlord had a, a litter of rescue kittens. And he, he basically said, you need to take one or else who knows what's going to happen with them. And so I, I reluctantly took Simon and, you know, from day one, he just wanted to be outside. And, you know, the first day I got him, actually, he, he ran out of, of my house and I couldn't find him. He was like underneath a rock. So he are, he was already going on an adventure of his own. And, um, and so it was the first week that I had him that, um, I took him on one of the hikes of mine and I really felt that he, this was something that he wanted to start doing. So he just started tagging along my adventures. And then it just one thing after, after another, he became the adventure cat that he is today. Well, it it is interesting because the, the human and the cat have to match up with each other. There was a guy I want to say Bulgaria, but I could have the country wrong. A guy whose cat was on the handlebars of his bike, and he rode across X number of countries. I've had him on the show where there was a book about him. But you think, okay, that's one guy and one cat. And then it turns out there may be other cats, if they could find the right guy or gal, they could have this really rich, far-reaching life. I mean, it was just the good luck of this kitten that he found a guy who was already out in the water, up on the mountains, on the snow, right? I mean, that was all quite normal for you. Yeah. And, and you know, did he find me? Did I find him? You know, I, I who, who knows how, how much of an accident this was or if it was really planned and he, he, he In the universe. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the thing yeah. is, you thought you were taking – you were doing a good deed, reluctantly, as you said, to take this black cat who was a rescue cat. But then it turns out, at least what I've read about you, is that he's a Bombay, and a Bombay is a very specific breed that is really outgoing, really adventuresome. So was this, I don't know, a purebred Bombay litter that somehow wound up in your landlord's house? I mean, how, how did you find out he was a Bombay? I just when I was taking him to the vet and just looking up his characteristics and looking at various species and breeds on, on line, he has these dramatic yellow golden eyes, which isn't really common in, in a domestic cat per se. It's, it's a kind of a characteristic of a Bombay and then just the shape of his, his, his head. And yes. His, I noticed and that immediately. Just, he has a really distinctive head shape, face shape, very round. Yeah. And his his coat is just this kind of really glossy black. I mean, it's, it's so they're just very characteristics of, um, you know, traditional Bombay cats. Isn't it funny how how the universe shapes things? I th there's a, a little clip of a video. I'm sure anyone who follows you on Instagram, Backpacking Kitty, already knows this. But there, there's a little clip of him swimming after you while you're kayaking, and he's swimming like Olympic swimming. What is up with a cat who can swim that well? I mean, they say that Norwegian not Norwegian forest cats, but Maine Coon cats. There's some cats that used to be on sailing ships back in the day to keep the rats and the mice da population down on board and that they can swim. 
and they do swim. But it's pretty unusual to see a cat who swims like he's had swimming lessons. It must have amazed you the first time you saw him hit the water and go for it. The first time he actually swam, my heart stopped because it was another accident, a happy accident, where we were kayaking and he decided to take a swim. And I didn't know if he could swim or not. Right. And now, and that actually, I believe one of the clips that's online right now was was when he hit the water for the first time. And I just was like, what? You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I was about to jump in and, and go rescue him. But then he showed me up. He really <laughs> he showed me he's an amazing <laughs> He could outswim you. I, it's really yeah. wild to see. I mean, if anybody doubts if, if dogs or cats are being asked to do things they don't want to, there's some things that you just couldn't, ask a cat to do or demand that a cat do or teach a cat to do is either in their blood or in their hardwiring or it's not. You also have whitewater rafted with him. That must have made you yeah. nervous because, gosh, you could get dumped. I mean, I wouldn't whitewater raft, but I'm a sissy about stuff like that. To, to a guy like you, it's like, yeah, sure, the whiter the water, the better. But don't you worry that you could get tipped out and then glug, glug, so does Simon get tipped with you? Oh, I mean, definitely that is a concern with whitewater rafting. The the rafting trips I've taken Simon on are relatively tame. They're usually class one, class two. There was one uh, rafting trip that we did that there was like an easy class three rapid, and that was one of the clips where like the water's coming at us. So, but typically I wouldn't take them on those uh, more dangerous or more wild rapids. So. But because because that is a concern of mine, and I definitely, you know, people drown all the time rafting, and I would not want to have that take that chance of of the raft, you know. So in so in your case, you have to make sure you don't drown, so he doesn't drown. That's that's your basic job if you're going to be doing things that are a little a little edgy like that. I, I think it's yeah. um kind of. I guess, the, do you think the world is a bit separated and maybe the animal world too into those who seek out those kind of ex, extreme adventures, if you will? Because you also rock climb and rappel down cliff faces, I guess, with Simon. And those who think, no, that's okay. I'll just stay right here on planet Earth and not do th wild things on rock faces in the water. Have you always been the guy kind of pushing the boundaries or the limits of what other people were doing outdoors? I would say that my outdoor, my outdoor experiences have evolved and changed over the years. Um, there have been periods of time where I wanted to seek out more extreme adventures like you're mentioning. And, and I think when I got Simon, it actually kind of tamed me a bit because right before I got Simon, I was doing um, more, serious climbs and, you know, putting myself into situations that were a little, um, let's iffy. put it this way. Your and, mother wasn't thrilled, JJ. If she was seeing yeah. any of this, your mother was thinking, Oh, please son. No. Right. I'm guessing. Or anyone yeah. who oh, loves yeah. you would I, think, do you, do you have to? I remember a lot of those calls with my mom. Yeah. Especially in my twenties. So, yeah. So I think when I got Simon, it, Simon really just kind of helped me to take a moment 
to look around the scenery. Cause I, you know, I, for the most part, I was like trying to get to the top of these right. beautiful trees right. and wasn't really taking the time to actually look around. Really. I was just looking up. That's interesting. <laughs> then, yeah. yeah. That's a, re- that's a really so, interesting point. You had this, this end goal and that's where your focus was. So, and you know, in some of the things that I read about you, you referred as many of us do about our pets to Simon as like a, like your kid or, or your, your son. And, and I think that's somehow what fatherhood will do to people is slow them down and have them be a little more cautious, but also smell the roses a bit more. And that's a very cool thing about animals in our lives. They really do make us, if we're willing to see the world from their perspective, slow down and look at it through those beautiful yellow cat eyes. Yes. I definitely think Simon really helped to just make me enjoy the moment a little bit more. Now, that's not to say we don't go on some risky adventures or or exciting adventures. I'd probably put it that way, more exciting adventures. And we are, every once in a while, we try to push the boundaries a little bit of what you can do with your cat, uh, your adventure cat. Um, But I would say I do try to be responsible and mature about my decisions with Simon because I definitely would never want to put him in a life-threatening situation ever. Um, That would be the worst thing to come back home from or come back from a trip. Right, So, you know, but like we, we are definitely looking into more exciting adventures and, and more adventures that have like, these cooler turns to them. So I'm, I'm always looking for like, what's the next place that I can take Simon right. that he hasn't been at that could be spectacular. Like for instance, we're looking to do a trip to Hawaii in the next couple of months to, to do some, see some scenery, maybe some volcanoes nice. there and something he hasn't really done before. So just, Kind of like, I guess, in that sort of vein, we're we're attempting adventures now. And you're writing you're writing your own bucket list as you go along. It sounds like, although bucket list is somewhat of a dopey idea, but it sounds like you add things to the bucket list. Now, what about the house you live in? So the house that I live in is unique. Um, that and again, that in itself is like a, another sort of happy mistake that has happened. Um, because I could not think of a better house for a cat. The house is built literally on a rock. So it has 40 feet of the rock inside the house. And it provides a natural way for a cat to climb up and down from one room to the next. And I'm pretty sure Simon somehow manifested that as well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pretty wild. The pictures are incredible. And the folks who introduced me to you said, look at this house. And it, it was kind of astounding. It was like an architectural marvel if the architect was a really smart cat with good taste. I know, let's take a rock. We're going to build a house around the rock, incorporate the rock in the house. And probably there weren't a whole lot of people standing online to buy it. Although, I don't know, when there's one of a kind, maybe that's when there is a long line of people waiting to buy it. But then you added many other cat-centric qualities, places and ways for him 
to climb, right, and get and get altitude. Yeah, the house itself was built in 1971, I believe, and it was the architect that built it actually built it for himself to live in. And the 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 unique thing about it was every room in the house is accessible through the rock. So there's like these <laughs> tunnels that only a cat can get to. Uh, you know, a size of a cat could actually access these tunnels to get to each room. So I thought that was really just really original. And then we've since since I've moved in, I've added these four like little garden plots, indoor kind of forests for Simon to play in and trees that he can climb up to to get to other parts of the house and koi ponds and uh, so he can, you know, look at the fish and so there's just a lot of different natural features to maybe make Simon feel like he's not an inside indoor cat and maybe make yeah. you feel the same way, JJ. I, I just want to say in, in, in wrapping up that sure you did it for Simon, but you seem like someone who would just as soon live outdoors as long as there was some climate control and some moisture control. And the house just seems perfect for both of you. It's uh, it's quite a creation, and I, I'm sure you could have have it be a tourist attraction and the last thing you want. But it would seem like a place that that we would all just love to come on the open house day and check it out. So I'll put that idea out of your mind and my mind, but it really is cool what you've done together and what you continue to do together. I wish you happy adventures and travels ahead. You really are an amazing pair. Thank you so much for everything you do to elevate cats to, at the very least, the level of traveling dogs. But I think you actually go just a step beyond. You might have you might have really thumbed, thumbed the paw at a lot of those dogs who just do things like hike. You do so much more. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I also want to thank Wonderside, founded by a woman entrepreneur who discovered effective natural ways to repel fleas, ticks, and other pests on her pets and around her home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without the harsh chemicals that can be harmful to your cats, your property, and the planet. This show is also supported by the privately developed Magic Fabric Pet Throws that trap hair, dirt, and moisture when cats get up on the furniture bed or your lap. Magic Fabric Pet Throws invite kitty cuddle time without sacrificing your clothes or furniture. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's again for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people.